Welcome, Revelation Nation. It's 2024, the year of the wind. Please enjoy this deep teaching and prepare your heart to receive your blessing. Rate and share this podcast so more can hear the good news. Here's Prophet Lovi Elias. God bless you all in the name of Jesus. Now, I want us to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14 and verse number 10. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, mm-hmm. and none of them is without signification. Now, notice what the Bible is saying. The Bible is saying there are so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without meaning. Now, the voices that the Bible is speaking about here, if you read 1 Corinthians 14, it's talking about the prophetic realm, meaning the spiritual realm, or things of the spirit, right? Everything, you have to understand that this is where we fall short as believers, is that we think of spiritual things the same way we think about the natural world. And that is not the case when it comes to decoding and walking in the spirit. You don't walk in the spirit the same way you walk in the natural realm. It's just not the truth. Every symbol and token is a voice in the spirit. Let me give you an example. Whenever somebody is baptized in the physical world to be washed in water, it's simply, oh, you are bathing yourself. But in the spirit, it is a different declaration. It means water baptism has a voice in the spirit because when you do it, something is speaking in the spirit based on your act. So I can say I am cleansed and purified, but somebody who goes into water is different. This is why the Bible says it like this. Jesus said, whoever will believe and is baptized shall be saved. Why is Jesus emphasizing baptism, 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 baptism? I believe in confessing the Lord and you're saved. But to be honest with you, you also need to be baptized. Because Jesus did not say, if you can. He said, believe and what? Be baptized. Now, why is baptism important? Because your confession of your lips and you being immersed in water are two different voices. One is a declaration in the physical world. The other is a declaration in the spiritual world. So a a, a demon or, or a spiritual person, I'm not talking about believers here. I'm talking about people who operate in dark arts. They don't identify you by what you're saying you are. They identify you by the declaration being made about you in the spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? That is why everybody as a believer, you have Jesus in you, you should be able to cast out a demon. Uh Why is everybody else, or or let me not say everybody else, that's a wrong um, wording, but why is it, Many struggle with demons. Some need fasting and prayer to cast out demons. Some people just look at a demon and say, you live, and the demon lives. Why? There is something one has accomplished in the spirit. They have a voice in the spirit, and the other doesn't. Are you getting what I'm saying? Your offering is a voice. Why do we give thanksgiving? Okay, if I can say thanks with my mouth, why do I need to say thanksgiving with an offering? Is, is this making sense? This is why you find that believers who are natural, they don't even understand the art of giving. They don't understand the importance of giving. They'll tell you, Jesus paid the price. Jesus did everything. You don't need to give your money. Go give it to the poor. Wait, 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 wait. 
That's not what Jesus said. You know that. He said, yes, help those who are in need. That should be a standard. But that is not substitute for you presenting your thanksgiving, your offering, or your tithe, or your seed before God. Why do we do those things? It's because it is another voice. It's another vocabulary of the spirit. Meaning God can ignore what I am saying. But he cannot ignore spiritual language. I don't know if this is making sense. So when we say praying in the spirit, it's not just rabasha, da, 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 ba. That's just one of them. Giving is praying in the spirit. When Cornelius was giving and fasting, when an angel appeared said, yo, uh, Cornelius, your prayer and your giving have come up for a memorial before God. How many Christians pray? There's no memorial. But a guy who is not even born again, is giving and an angel is coming from heaven and say, yo, uh, your prayer and your giving came up as a memorial before God. So I came to tell you what you need to do. Notice what happened here. He triggered something in the spirit that provoked his prayer to be presented before God. So there are people who are praying and their prayer will never be presented before God. I, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm trying to tell you. So there are protocols of the spirit that whether you like it or not, whether you say yes or no, they will never change just because you don't like it. They will never change just because you you, you don't feel it. They will never change because I feel like it should not be like that. That's your problem. It doesn't change God. You see, thank God that God is God all by himself. He doesn't need us to validate him. He doesn't need us to agree with him. Because human beings, well, I don't agree with that. We think that's the end of it. Well, that's your problem. You're not God. You know, God has set up a way that things should go. There be many voices, but none without significance. Look at this. Uh, 1 John 5, 1 John chapter 5, verse 8 to 9. We're going somewhere. Let me remove my glasses since I'm not reading. Uh, We're about to go somewhere very strange. Now listen to this. There are three that bear witness in the earth. Now, who is a witness? A witness is somebody that was present when something that was happening. And a witness is somebody that can testify because they were present. Did you hear what I said? A witness is somebody that is present and can speak on behalf. That is what a witness is. He is not representing you. He's just saying, yeah, I was there. This is actually what happened. Now listen to what the Bible is saying. Bring it up. Look at this. And there are three that bear witness in the earth. The spirit and the water and the blood. Notice, the spirit is a voice of the spirit. Water is also speaking. And I will explain to you why water is important. If you look at all the created elements, okay, in Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form, uh, and water was on the face of the deep. Where did water come from? It's telling you water was connected to the firmament. It was connected from the, to the waters above. So water is a very mysterious thing, very strange thing. Of course, it's created by God. 
but it's very strange in essence because water is both in heaven and on earth. There's a teaching I'm doing, it's called the, it's called the elements of the spirit. How to know you have encountered heaven. We'll talk about those things, so I won't touch on it. But there's water that is bearing witness. It means water speaks. I, I feel like maybe let me teach the guys online. Water speaks. It's bearing witness. Water and what? The blood. I bring my scripture back up. And what? The blood. And these three agree in one. It means these guys are saying, yeah, we are in accord. Notice the spirit didn't say I'm more superior. The water didn't say I'm more superior. The blood didn't say I'm more superior. They are saying we are all witnesses of this event, but they are all witnesses from different perspectives. Now, the spirit is God. Water is the oldest element we know. Blood is actually the youngest of these witnesses. Because people in heaven don't bleed. <laughs> so what is it a witness to? Keep reading, look at, look at this. If we receive the witness of men, why is a man, a man can speak? Then... The witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God which he had testified of his son. Notice, the witness of God is great, but God has witnesses. The spirit, water, and the blood. Is this making sense? So what is it that spirits see when they look at you? Why, uh, with this teaching, I will actually teach you how to break generational curses in two seconds. You see, you see, you need, you, you, you struggle with things because you don't know. My people perish because of lack of knowledge, not lack of prayer. Please open your ears. My people perish because of lack of knowledge, not lack of prayer. We have too many praying Christians, but they know nothing. Come on, say it again. The church says prayer answers everything. The Bible never said that. You know that. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is the principal thing. It didn't say prayer answers everything. Praying is important. Praying is very good. Prayer is necessary. It is our communion with God. But your communion with God is affected if you know nothing. It's like having a conversation with somebody that is not intellectual. Where are you going to go with them? You can't go anywhere. Let's, let's be honest. How can you engage with God? And engaging with God requires faith. And faith does not work if you are uninformed. Faith is trusting in God, knowing that he is able because you know. You don't make up faith. You can't fake faith. That is why all these guys that tell you about blind faith, look at them, they have nothing. Because faith is not blind. There is nothing about faith that is blind. Through faith we know that the worlds were created, were framed by the word of God. Notice, faith has knowing. Faith is not empty or just, you know, I just took a leap of faith. No, there's no such thing as a leap of faith. Mm. 
When you say I took a leap of faith, you are saying that I am going against my flesh. Not because I don't know the spiritual outcome. Faith only operates because you know the outcome. Faith is not I am hoping for an outcome. That is not faith. That's guessing. Because faith never fails. So if you failed, it wasn't faith. You were hoping. You know, we have so many people hoping for a change, hoping for this, hoping for that. That is not faith, people. Faith is I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. Even when people don't know why I know what I know or it doesn't make sense what I know. There is a witness that is beyond lips, that is beyond sight. Jesus went to the cross not because he was guessing. He knew what would come out of it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went to the fire <laughs> because they knew. He said, we know our God is able to deliver us from the fire and from your hand. Yeah. It was a knowing. Yeah. It's not saying we hope. Yeah. We know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It was a fact. We know God is able to deliver. But you know what? Even if he doesn't, not if he's not capable. Yes. Even if he doesn't, if he thinks it is better for us to die in the fire, it's good. Notice, they were so intact with their faith that there was no room that God was incapable. Many of you think you have faith, then when it doesn't work, you know, maybe it wasn't God's time. Maybe I didn't pray enough. Maybe I didn't. No, you don't have faith. It's okay. If you know you don't have it, then you can work on it. I don't know if people can hear me. So capture this by the Spirit of God. Capture this by the Spirit of God. Capture this by the Spirit of God. So there is a witness. There is a witness that blood has. Meaning your blood speaks. Leviticus 17.11. We're going to go deep in a second. Leviticus 17.11 to 14. Listen to this one. Mike, you want to read this? Read this for me. Uh-huh. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Stop right there. Read that again. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. No, 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 no. That's incorrect unless you understand. If you read Genesis chapter 2, it said God blew the breath of life in man and man became a living soul. Man became alive because of the breath of God. We all know, we even sing, it's your breath in my life. So we know we are able to be alive because of the breath of God. But God is saying, no, the life of the flesh. It means you have different lives. You have the life of the spirit. You have the life of the soul. And you have the life of the flesh. This is why you can be born again. Filled with the Holy Spirit, but in the physical world, you are under a curse. Because the life of the flesh is not in the Holy Spirit. No, 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 no. Please open your ears. Well, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. This should not be happening. How can a demon live in you and whatever? Uh-uh. You didn't hear this. The Holy Spirit does not fill your flesh. There is no scripture that says the Spirit of God fills your flesh. 
The spirit of God always inhabits your spirit. In order for your spirit to influence your soul. Demons possess your body in order to influence your soul. God has rights to the spirit because the spirit belongs to God. The Bible says if anybody dies right now, the spirit goes back to God who gave it. Why? Because the spirit is God. It's part of him. And because he has deposited a part of him in you, he has the right to enter you because there is a deposit. He made room for yes. himself. Amen. That's good. That's good. Mm. But when demons come, they don't occupy your spirit. No. They can't. Nobody has a right to the spirit. There is no spirit in hell. There's only souls in hell. Yes. Yes. The only spirits in hell are fallen angels, spiritual entities. Human beings in hell, they are only souls, no spirit. Yes. Please open your ears. You can go research it in your own Bible as you should. There is no spirit in hell. That is why people say, oh, you know, there are babies in hell. It's just foolishness. There's no child in hell. Their soul hasn't reached the age of accountability. It will be unfair. It will make God very evil. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, for a man to be complete... This is why on the last day, God will resurrect our bodies. Why? Because you are not complete until you have your body, your soul, and your spirit. Then your life is complete. So even those who are in heaven without their bodies right now, they have their spirit and they have their soul. They are incomplete. They are not satisfied because the body is missing. There are certain experiences you cannot have even in the presence of God without the body. The problem is people confuse the flesh and the body. Those are two different things. When the Bible speaks of the flesh many times, it's speaking about the fallen nature of man. But your body is actually not bad. This is not, Jesus possessed one. Do you think Jesus would possess something that is bad? This physical body is more spiritual than you think. Can you believe this is dust? The human body is a mystery in itself. God calls it my temple. Are you getting what I'm saying? Don't you know your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit? Now, now watch this. The life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, 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 now. Let's hold on there for a second. The life of the flesh is in the blood. There's something called DNA. If you want to know somebody somebody's child, you just need a sample of their blood and a sample of whoever you are doubting to be their child and you will find that child within the blood of their father. Yes. Yes. You will see, ah, all these things, uh, they come from this one. Mm-hmm. You can identify that. Yes. Right? Yes. So, when spirits come, Spirits don't track you by your face. They don't even track you by your voice. They don't track you because they have seen how you look. Spiritual beings don't operate that way. That is a primitive way of looking at things. You see, in the world, we have facial, facial recognition, thumbprint to identify. Ah, the spiritual world is way more advanced 
than that. Because the life of the flesh is in the blood. Now, why is it that God did it like that? Because if God makes a deal with me, that deal is supposed to be fulfilled even in my absence. The only thing that keeps God involved with me is because my blood is still continuing. So if God comes to my son Andrew, he is not dealing with Andrew, he's dealing with me. It's just I am inside of Andrew. And Andrew may think God is dealing with him because of him, but he's actually not. He's dealing with somebody hosting my life that is in them. I, I don't know if somebody's understanding this. So every one of you here and those who are watching at home, spirits are dealing with you because of what is in your veins. There is millions, if not billions of people before you. Spirits are just tracking you. Not by, you have to understand, demons don't know who married, who, who slept with, who, who gave birth to. They actually don't have that information. It's not the way you're thinking. But they can, they can, they can, they, they can hear voices. And they can recognize the voice by the blood. When Cain killed his brother, God came to Cain and said, Cain, where's your brother? He said, am I my brother's keeper? Now remember, Abel has a spirit. Abel has a soul. But the soul and the spirit are not complaining to God. God didn't say, I see the spirit of your brother in my presence. This is the first human being to die. What, what is he doing at the gates of heaven? God did not use the spirit to speak because the spirit is supposed to come back to God. Wow. Yes. And the soul's destination is also heaven. Mm-hmm. So the soul and the spirit are glad to escape earth that is doomed. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. But there is somebody's life that was cut short. The blood is complaining. Wow. Crying, saying, hey, I didn't get to be continued. The blood is witnessing. I was cut off. The spirit didn't witness. They, them, they were cool. God is saying, yo, the blood of your brother is calling to me from the ground. Notice, God is in heaven. There is a voice called blood that is convicting God to come down. When they were burning burnt offerings... God was just receiving it. And they knew by the witness of the spirit. But God didn't come down and start having conversations. It wasn't like that. But this one, the guy is not praying or anything. God comes and says, hey, where's your brother? Uh, my, my brother. He says, wait, 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 wait. Your brother's blood is calling to me from the ground. What did you do? How could you kill your brother? You see, in Hebrews, I believe, it says the blood of Jesus speaks better things. So notice that there is a witness in the spirit. Not just Jesus, but also his blood speaks. Mm. Wow. Yes, that's good. Yes. 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 So right now, in your veins, 
based on what your ancestors did, your blood is the one calling demons. I'm sorry. I have to be honest with you. Thank you. Your blood is the one calling demons. Why are demons attacking me? No, no, no. It's your blood calling them. Because what somebody else started has not ended. I feel like I'm... YouTube, are you there? <laughs> if, if you're there on YouTube, type number one, type number one. Please like the video, like the video, like the video. I don't <laughs> You can be saying, Rabashata, oh Lord Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, I love you, but your blood is contradicting you. Because there are two witnesses that are going against each other. The blood is witnessing you are in a covenant. (laughs) Your spirit is crying to God, oh, Father, do a new thing. (laughs) Father, bless me, but your blood is contradicting you. If you look at Job, the devil had no rights on Job. Because Job's hands were clean. So all the devil could see was watch Job from a distance and mind his business. He never even brought up Job to God. It's God that brought Job up. Let's keep reading. Watch this. Watch this. Mm-hmm. For the life of the flesh is in the blood, mm-hmm. and I had given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. Notice, the blood makes an atonement for the soul. So the condition of your soul is based on the blood. That's good. Mm. Yes. Your breakthroughs, your joy, your happiness is based on blood. Guys, I don't know if you're hearing what I'm telling you. Listen. That is why you can have fasting, praying Christians that are miserable. Frustrated. They'll say, ah, the devil is fighting me. Ah, the devil is fighting me all the time. Ah, at night, I can't sleep. Um, maybe the person whose blood you're sharing you never used to sleep at night. He used to do demonic things. So why would you sleep? Why would they let you sleep? You're supposed to be doing other things. That is why some of you, your demonic attacks are at night, not in the day. Somebody used to do something at night. So when the night comes, it's a signal for something else. Help us, help us. Okay, let's pray and finish. Either, uh, maybe we should actually delete this video. If you can hear me, type number one. Let me see YouTube. YouTube people. If you can hear me, type number one. 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 Type number one if you can hear me. We are almost 5,000 people, and I, I want you all to make sure your notifications are on.
so that when I come live, we are all together, we can, we can engage with God. Glory be to his holy name eternally. So, so hear me by the spirit of God. Hear me by the spirit of God. Hear me by the spirit of God. What you're going through now is not because you don't pray. There's just another witness that is more credible than your lips. Because your lips, okay, let's say you're, let's say you're 70 years old, 80 years old, 90 years old. Let's say you're, that, that is truly your age. Okay? How old is your blood? Who has been more of a witness? Your soul is not even a witness to what has been. Your blood carries more information about you than your soul. That is why when people say, you know, I'm going to, to search and find myself. You're going to look for yourself in the world instead of looking at your blood. Keep reading. Watch this. I don't have my comments on here, uh, Esther Roses. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Mm-hmm. So notice, true repentance, true atonement is not by what your lips are saying. It's by the blood content. Keep reading. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, uh-huh. no soul of you shall eat blood. Uh-huh. Neither shall any stranger that sojourneth among you eat blood. Mm-hmm. And whatsoever man there be of the children of Israel mm-hmm. or of the strangers that sojourn among you, which hunteth and catcheth by catcheth any beast or fowl mm. that may be eaten, he shall even pour out the blood thereof uh-huh. and uh-huh. cover it with dust. Uh-huh. For it is the life of all flesh; the blood of it is for all for the life of thereof. Therefore, I said unto the children of Israel, mm-hmm. Ye shall eat the blood of no manner of flesh; mm-hmm. for the life of all flesh is the blood thereof. Did you hear the life of all flesh? So when you eat blood, you're eating DNA. You're eating, <laughs> you're eating, you're, you're, you're literally putting in you information. You didn't hear what I'm saying. You're putting inside of you information. That's why God forbid. You know, the original plan of God was men not, never to eat actually meat. That was never God's plan. It's because of Uncle Noah we eat meat. Noah gave an offering to God and God said, okay, I'm giving you permission to eat meat, but don't, eat, don't, don't take blood. Because blood is life of all flesh. Meaning there is information that even is in animals. Yes. 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 Wow. That is why you find most satanic rituals, demonic rituals, have to do with what? Blood. That is why you also see, biblically, whenever a woman was on a cycle, she was not really permitted to be around people because she could defile them. Why? Because the blood that is coming out of her is waste. It is dead blood. Mm-hmm. There is no life in it. It is not useful. So whoever is touched by that also is dead. Mm-hmm. So whenever a woman gave birth or she went through a cycle, they went through a season of cleansing. 
before they can be reinstated among people. Let me give you an example. When Jesus rose from the dead, he allowed doubting Thomas to touch him. Said, Thomas, put your finger on my side. Do this and do this. But Mary Magdalene wanted to touch him. Said, Mary, don't touch me. I have not ascended yet. Why? She was in that time of the month. If she touched him, she would have messed up the whole thing. Jesus said, don't touch me. I have not ascended yet. It means if she touched him, Jesus could not ascend. Look at how powerful blood is. It had the power to undo the cross. Wow. <laughs> Teach a good, Pops. Teach a good. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think you understand this thing. It's crazy. Yes. Jesus is crying, hey, don't touch me. I have not ascended yet. But he's allowing a liar, a doubt, no, no, he wasn't a liar, sorry. Somebody that is full of doubt, that walked with Jesus, say, unless I touch him, I will not believe it. We saw him, nah, unless I touch him. He was just here, Jesus appears, peace be still. He says, Jesus said, nah, it's not you. Say, put your finger here, touch me here. And see that it's me. He touches, he says, my Lord and God. He says, blessed is he that believes without seeing. But you refuse for somebody who went to actually prepare your body. This is why also the angels took the body of Jesus early. Because they knew the women were coming. They wanted the women to be witnesses. But they didn't want her to touch. If they touched Jesus' body. That's why you find even the way Jesus our Lord died. No one was prepared. No one prepared his body. He was just wrapped and was buried. He was buried like a thief, just like a nobody. The, the, the reason was that if there was a chance and people prepared his body, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. Yes. Blood is very dangerous. When you go to the hospital, the doctor asks you, how do you feel? You say, ah, you know, I feel like this. What are your symptoms? Okay, let's take your blood. Yep. And then they ask you, what is your family history? Is there a history of this? Because they can look in the blood and they will not see that thing, but your family history. Mm-hmm. But how do we know your family history without blood? Mm-hmm. If there was cancer, you're more likely to get cancer without explanation. Why? There is a voice. If you suffered misfortunes, somebody before you also suffered misfortunes. But why is it following you? You didn't do anything. Your blood. Blood is extremely, hear hear me, extremely dangerous. Many of you break generational curses, but you don't cleanse your blood. You didn't fix anything. I'm sorry, you, I, mean, I know you didn't hear what I'm saying. I'm going to say it one more time. Let me ask you, what saved us from hell? No, what actually saved us from hell? It was blood, you know that. 
in order, Jesus said, my father has given me eternal life and I give it to whoever I please. But how did he give it? By him himself pouring out blood. So the transfer of eternal life was through blood. Not just through somebody dying. A lot of people die for people, but none of them actually die giving their blood that carries life. You have to remember, in the DNA of the Lord Jesus, there's no human father. So his blood is carrying celestial life in an earthly vessel. Let me, okay, let me, let me give you an example. Let me, let me make it even clear. Let me make it simpler. God does not bless every family on earth. God blessed one family on earth. Please hear me. God does not heal every family on earth. God heals only one family on earth. One. One family. There is only one person that is blessed on earth. One person. There is only one person that in his family there is healing. Not every other family. God declared to Abraham, through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Through you. Through you, the seed of salvation is coming. Through you. So the only way you become blessed is not praying for a blessing. Is joining the family of the man that is blessed. I don't know if somebody's yeah, getting that's it. Good. When we become born again, do you know how the complete salvation is? Because many don't understand. They think salvation is only about going to heaven. No. Actually, that is the, 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 the big price. That is the, the, the tell end or, or that is the end or be all price. But remember, Jesus came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Not just eternal life, yes. but we also have something called everlasting life. So your life on earth is supposed to reflect what has happened in heaven. So if you're only looking forward to heaven and you have no use on earth, you are a waste of space. Because Jesus gave you eternal life for you to exist outside of time, but everlasting life for you to thrive in time. That's good. That's real good. For you to thrive in what? Time. For you to thrive in time. So hear me by the spirit of God. Hear me by the spirit of God. Jesus goes to the temple. There are so many people in the temple. He sees a woman walking in with her back crooked. Jesus goes to her and heals and they start complaining. Jesus said, do you think it is right for a daughter of Abraham to be sick. But all these people are Abraham's children. No, she was the only one among them that was actually a relative of Abraham in the spirit. So Jesus dropped everything to heal one person that is related to Abraham. 
when they stood before Jesus and said, Abraham is our father, Jesus said, Abraham is not your father because he was glad to see my day. What Jesus meant was that if you actually shared his DNA, you would know who I am. The blood in you will tell you who I am. There is no witness in you. So you don't know who I am. You are children of your father, the devil, because you want to kill me. Jesus said that because he knew there was something that was amiss. The Bible says we we are grafted into the house of Israel because salvation is of the Jews. That's actually a fact. Do you know what grafting is? Grafting was when you take a plant and you take something. You should go check this out. It's pretty cool. People cut a branch and join it to another tree and tie it up and then it starts flowing with the same life. We were grafted into the house of Israel. That is how you even can say Jesus is Lord. Because you joined another family. Now the issue is you have joined the family only spiritually. But you have not allowed physical blood because Jesus shed physical blood, not spiritual blood. Yes. 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 I'm trying to give you a way out now. You're helping, you're helping, you're helping. The devil can come to you. Notice when the devil came to Jesus, he never brought out anything of the past. Because there was nothing to bring up. You can't put the sin of David on Jesus. They don't share the same father. (laughs) Even though he's in that family by spirit. Joseph was just his spiritual father. Mary also is related to, 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 um, to David. They all come from the same place. But remember, spiritually you track DNA only from the, from the father. Yes. So the devil cannot bring up about his mother because his mother's hands were innocent. She was pure. Meaning that she didn't live up the life of the people before her. So the blood was cut off. So when Satan comes, he can't bring up something from the mother's side. He can't bring up anything from the father's side. In fact, if he brings up anything from the father's side, we'll have to do with his heavenly father. So Satan comes and says, if you are the son of God, not if you are the son of David. Yes. Yes. Because if it's the son of David, there are skeletons in that closet. Of course. Yeah. And if there are skeletons in that closet, Jesus is also bound to repeat what his father David did. Yes. Yes. But we know the throne of Israel was given to David not by birthright, Mm -hmm. not by bloodline, Mm -hmm. but by the spirit. So Jesus reclaimed what was spiritual, not what was physical. That's good. Yes. That's good. Because the nation belonged to God. I don't know if somebody is understanding what I'm saying. Because the throne David is sitting on, we call it the throne of David. No, it's actually the throne of Saul. How are we not talking about Saul altogether? We are only talking about the throne of David. No, David is not the first king. He's not even sitting on his throne. 
He replaced somebody else. But we say, no, the throne of David. You don't understand. God, when he was appointing Saul, they came, they said, uh, we want a king like other nations. Saul began to cry. God said, hey, don't cry. They have not rejected you. They have rejected me. I will give them a king like other nations. And that king will chastise them and will destroy them. So God put two thrones in Israel. A physical one that is like other nations. And a spiritual one that Saul was taking, that that, uh, Samuel was taking care of. That was occupying that God was sitting on. So Samuel dies. He leaves David occupying that throne. Uh I I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. There were many other kings Mm -hmm. after David. Not just Solomon, other kings. But remember, the the, the Judean king or this king. The nation was divided. So there were many other kings. But there's only one throne that was a heavenly throne. It was not a throne by birthright. God picked somebody that did not belong and put them in something to occupy for somebody that will come and take it back. Yes. That's good. Yes. Teach, sir. So, so, so now think about it. So Jesus is the son of David by what measure? That is why Jesus said, if David is is the Messiah's father, why did he say, and the Lord said to my Lord, sit on your throne. So whose Lord is he? (laughs) Saying that throne wasn't his, he was occupying it physically. So Satan comes and he has to challenge you because Satan cannot come to you unless there is something to do with your blood. So the Holy Spirit is the one that is leading Jesus to the devil, not the devil coming to Jesus. Jesus comes from the Jordan. The Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Because every one of you in your life, the devil came to you because of blood. But here is somebody that there is nothing in his blood. But he still has to go through every protocol every human being goes through. So he comes and the devil now is brought. He's like, oh, who is delivered to me? Notice, Jesus was at the Jordan. The devil didn't know. Please hear me. Jesus is born. The devil only knew that he was born. He tried to kill him. But remember, Jesus is a physical baby. Listen, listen, guys, I almost threw my Bible. <laughs> Please hear me. I want you to see how absurd this is, how crazy this is, to show you that there is a voice in your blood. Jesus is born. The devil knows of the birth of Jesus, not because of the blood, but because of the star. But he couldn't even locate Jesus to know where he is. He needed human beings to point him to the location of Jesus. They had general information based on the star. They calculated he should be more than two years old. So if we're going to kill kids, let's kill kids under two years old. Notice there was no target on Jesus because they didn't know. He was just shooting, hoping it sticks. Why? Because there was no blood calling any demon. 
Yes. So Jesus could walk under the radar the whole time. He is not identified because... There is no witness of the blood that is testifying on any skeletons in the closet that anyone needs to come. He doesn't know anyone anything. There is no witness of the blood. So the devil can't sniff him. The devil can't. It's just silent. Where is this guy? Notice every human being called Jesus the son of who? Of the carpenter. Isn't this Joseph's son? They undermined him, but spiritually... He wasn't undermined. Physical people could criticize him based on his physical father. But spiritually, no demon could say anything. David in Psalm 53 says, in sin was I conceived. There's no sin that Jesus was conceived in. So there was no blood that was talking. The blood that was speaking was speaking to heaven. was not speaking to any entity on earth, zero. So they call it the quiet years of Jesus because there was no activity except with heaven beyond the scope of demonic forces. Jesus is older. He has no entourage. He has nothing. That would have been the easiest time for the devil to kill him. The devil still could not see him. He goes to the Jordan. He is baptized To fulfill all righteousness. The devil still cannot see him. The devil is targeting John the Baptist. Mm. Planning to kill John the Baptist. Mm. No one can detect Jesus. Jesus is under the radar. There is no detection. Zero. The spirit of God fills him. He is led into the wilderness. to He is the one who went to meet the devil. The devil was not waiting to meet him. Remember. Uh, Let me give you a small mystery. Next time we speak, I will tell you about locations of certain spirits. We're going to have a teaching about that so that you know how to pray. Based on your geographical location, there are spiritual entities tied to geographical locations. uh, It's 100% true. Okay, let me give you an example. All Caribbean places are usually saturated by the spirit of lust. Haven't you ever noticed that? Have you ever not noticed that? Think about it. Based on your geographical location, there are certain spirits that you will deal with. One day we'll cover that. I don't know when. It may be the week after. We'll, you know, we'll figure it out. But, but watch this. Jesus is the one going to meet the devil because God is taking him. He's like, there's no action. Let's go meet this guy. The devil sees him after 40 days and 40 nights. The devil says, ah, you're here. Remember, he's in dry places. He was in the wilderness. Dry places. When a demon is cast out, where does he go to first? Dry places. We're going to talk about that. So the devil says, eh? Ah, you're here. (laughs) I can't bring up the past because there is nothing I know about you because your blood is not saying anything. (laughs) You see, the devil doesn't read your mind. He reads your blood. (laughs) 
Ah, you're clapping. Let, let, let's get the YouTube people. The YouTube people are clapping better. The devil doesn't read your mind. He reads your blood. Your blood is telling him. Touch your neighbor. Say, the devil doesn't read your mind. The devil doesn't read your mind. He reads your blood. He reads your blood. If life is in the blood, it means most of your thoughts that you're forming. It's because of your blood. Mm. That is why sometimes your mother will look at you. You behave just like your father, eh? <laughs> Maybe your father died in 1905. You never even saw him. There's a, there's, a, there's a picture. There's a picture of my son, Andrew, right? When he was about like seven years old. Seven or eight years old. I have that picture. He, he took an exact pose like my father. It's, I had chills when I saw this, how he folded his hands, even until now, the way he sits. Me and all my brothers, all of us, remember my father died when I was really young, but we all sit like him, we cross our feet the same way, we do this, we sit like this, every, like every manner, that's just our comfortable spot, but is it us or is it somebody else still manifesting? Mm. You're stubborn just like your mother, eh? Why would you say that? They know, you, you'll be even confused. Why are you comparing me to my, to my mother? No, no, there is a witness inside of you that is talking. That is making you just act and you don't know why you're acting. Wow, you are intelligent just like my grandmother. I never met this person. You, you don't understand. Even how you do... It's just like I look at how Andrew doesn't even know this. There's a way he writes the letter S. He writes it exactly like my brother Rich. And my brother Richie wrote exactly like my father. He doesn't even know it. I look at his handwriting. I'm like, one day I'll just call your uncle to show you how he writes and yourself. And you'll be shocked. It's very weird things. But it's the blood. So Satan comes to Jesus. He checks his blood. He sees heaven. If you are the son of God. He didn't even bring up Jesse because Jesse is not really. A, he didn't bring up. Uh, um, he didn't bring up uh, Joseph. Because Joseph is not really his dad. If you are the son of God. The only thing Satan could do is put doubt in him. That God is his father. He could not say you are not God's son. He had to make him doubt that he's God's son. Yeah. Because there was no earthly blemish he could use against him. Right. Right. He tried to tempt him with riches, but everything belongs to God. Mm-hmm. He tried to tempt him with angels, but all things... Well, Satan had noticed he had no battle. Yeah. Right now, your desires is what the people before you desired. So when Satan comes, he's coming to a a played out game already. The Bible speaks about purifying the conscious. Can you find that scripture for me? I believe it may be in Hebrews. I'm not really sure. 
it speaks about purifying the conscience. Is everybody here? Yes. Purifying the conscious. I, I know Musa would have already came, but Musa is probably up there. Hmm. Hebrews 9 4. Okay, can you read that for me? Uh huh. Hebrews 9 14. Uh huh. How much more shall the blood of Christ? who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, mm -hmm. purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Wait, 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 wait. Read it slowly, savor it. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit... How much more through the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself... Without spot to God. Why did he offer himself without spot to God? Notice, through the blood. Purge your conscience. Your consciousness is not even in here. It's in your blood. Every act you do is recorded in your blood. It's not just in your memory. Most of the bad things you've done in your life, you forgot. You forgot it. You don't even think about it. Your mistakes of the past, you don't remember most of it. So if I don't remember it, I'm not conscious of it, then I should be okay. Nope. It's recorded in your blood. You will see your children do the same thing. Unless your conscious is what? Purged. Do you know what to purge is? Can you look at the dictionary definition of purging? Not just cleanse. To purge is an intense. It's very intense. Did you find it? Okay. Uh -huh. It says to rid someone or something of an unwanted quality, condition, or feeling. Say that again. Rid someone or something. To remove it completely without trace of it ever being there. To wash, you can be dirty again. To purge is that thing can never be located again. Wow. How much more will the blood purge you of dead works? Meaning there are things that are dead are just with you right now. You're <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I, I, I go to, and this is where now the prophetic is, is sweet. And sometimes it's also sad because of the things you get to see. And sometimes you see certain things that you can't fix in the moment because the person is not even ready. Not because they're not ready to confess. Their spiritual condition, their soul maturity is not at the place whereby they can be freed from these things. Sometimes it's more risky to free somebody that is immature because you may be sending them to their grave. Because by setting them free, you just actually started a war. The spirit that you removed will go get more powerful spirits to make that person fall again and their condition to be worse. So sometimes it is God's wisdom to leave somebody at a certain place until at an appointed time. That's good. That's good teaching. That's wisdom. Sometimes I'll be in service and I'll see somebody with something. 
And I want to go and the angel of the Lord will say, no, the Lord said it's not time. And you look and you're like, okay, the moment will come. You go to another. Like the, the testimony of the, of, the, of, uh, of the beautiful woman and her husband was really beautiful. I saw it today and it really touched my heart. Her and her husband, I just called her. I said, woman of God, I don't mean to scare you, but there's a spirit uh, on your head. It's wrapped itself as a snake on your head. I was like, huh? I said, please, don't be alarmed. Told her, I took your blood. I saw this. I did this. I did that. I did this. But God wants you to be free. And then I looked at her. I said, you, liver. Immediately you see the, everything change. And she became free. Notice. Notice. The spirit was there. Years of prayer could not fix it. A man of God, an anointed child of God, must have the power not only to free another, but to also be used to purge another through the blood of Christ. Do you know why you keep declaring the blood of Jesus? I dip myself, I dip my family, I cover my family, I dip my family. It's because you have not been purged. Notice, you only use the blood of Jesus in the place you think there is a problem. Why haven't you just done blood transfusion? No, 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 no. Please open your ears and hear me. If life is in the blood, why don't you just put that blood inside of you and the case is over? Why do you just put it on things? Notice this. Show me one scripture the apostles are telling you to plead the blood. doesn't exist. Now, somebody who is not wise will say, oh, Prophet Lovi is saying the blood of Jesus is not powerful. No. Let's be theological. Let's be sound. Yes. Show me one place the Bible said plead the blood of Jesus. doesn't exist. Not even a single passage. They also say, Revelation 5, it says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. You don't understand what it's saying. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. How did we overcome Satan? Sin was our problem. When the blood of the lamb was shed, we already overcame him. But what is our testimony? What is our witness? Without a witness, you haven't, the, the overcoming is not complete. You're not understanding. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their test. What is the word of your testimony? Where is it? What is the witness? Do you have the witness in the blood or do you only have it on your lips? So when they are reading this, they are thinking it's talking about declaring. No, it's not. You listening to this message, you understand what that passage actually means. Yes, yes. They over and those who did not love, love their life until the end, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. What was their testimony? For those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no more what condemnation. I'm purged, man. Satan, you can't find nothing. Look all you want, you have no claim. That is the word of your testimony. 
You can't overcome. There's, there's no blame on me. For those he foreknew, he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. That is our witness. There is nothing physical. Listen to me. There is nothing physical you can use. I'll say it one more time. There is nothing physical you can use to overcome Satan. No empty declarations. When Jesus was dealing with Satan in the wilderness and he used scripture, he used scripture not because he was just quoting the word. It was a reality to him. You see, your problem is you have words in your mouth, but they are not a conviction. Jesus is hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. He finished fasting. Satan comes and says, if you're the son of God, turn this rock into bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Lord. Do you know what he just said? I can't die when I have the word. My body can fade away, but I'm not dying. Because my life is not in the flesh. The flesh can die, but if I have the word of God, I can't die. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word was made flesh. He was not talking about simply, I am using the word. No, your problem is you have too many scriptures with zero conviction. You have not, you have not immersed yourself. You're not baptized in the words you're speaking. You're just speaking because it's cool. You are not changed by what you're reading. You are empty. There is zero witness. Doesn't exist. Nothing. But you think, you know, and you see them arguing scripture, but they have nothing to show for it. Zero to show for it. I remember I always use this story. There was a woman that came to me to, to church when we were in Victory Boulevard. She came and she was really sick. She came and she said, Prophet, this, this. I said, okay, I'll pray for you. She comes forward and I want to pray for her. I said, Lord, this is your daughter. Yes, Father, according to this scripture and that scripture. You know, I'm very patient with people. <laughs> I said another line. She threw other lines. The woman of God. Hello, hello, okay. I said, woman of God, please. If those scriptures worked for you, why did you come? If I'm going to pray for you, shut up. Let me pray for you. Don't pray. Your prayer wasn't working. He wasn't responding. Surrender so that you are helped. She kept quiet. Guess what? She got delivered and healed. I remember when my son Mike was asking, I don't know if you remember asking me this, you're like, Papa Lo, when are we going to start opening blind, blind eyes? Do you remember? I remember. And I told him, uh, you're going to see it very soon. He didn't know I was working on something in the presence of God. There's one video that I have online of me opening a, a woman's blind eyes by, by God's grace. Ah, I was like a stick. Ah, I was tiring in the presence of God. Big time. When he told me, okay, now it's the time, go. There are things you can do because you are immersed, you are baptized yes. into the realities of God, mm-hmm. not into the fairy tales of God. Mm-hmm. There are many that have the fairy tales of God, not the realities of God. How can you be a man of God you don't believe God speaks? You only believe that he only speaks in scripture. You demonize people's gift of prophecy. 
But when you dream, you want us to believe your dream is real. You don't even believe God speaks. Uh, Are you getting what I'm saying? It's crazy. Why are all these things there? People are not baptized. The baptism that is required is actually missing. You are actually a pretender. When you quote scriptures that you never meditated on and have not changed you. Just speak the word. No, there's nowhere in the Bible that says just speak the word. It says meditate on the word. Because what you meditate on becomes part of you. It enters, it becomes part of you. It becomes a reflex. He never said just speak the word. He says meditate on it day and night. Then you shall speak of it. You can't speak on what you didn't meditate. I don't like people who speak without thinking. Actually, there's nothing more annoying to me than that. When people just talk, talk, talk. Personally, I am talkative with certain people. I love to talk when I'm with certain people. But actually, in general, I'm not somebody that talks too much. But if I, if, and mostly what I would talk about is about God. That's when I'm hype about talking. But majority of the times I'm not really, I'm actually a lone ranger many times. But when people just talk without thinking, ah, to me it's just a sign of immaturity. When people just say, oh, I just say what I feel, I run away from such people. Mm, I don't like such people. Not because they are evil, but they are a danger. I'm going to give you some prayer points. Amen. If you learned something, let me see first of all before, before I continue. Let me see. Type number one if you learned something. If you, on YouTube, if, you, if you're here, just type... Uh, with your with your lips, I learned something. I learned something. Uh, you can say it louder and better. I learned something. I learned something. Are, are you sure you learned something? Yes. <laughs> Please understand this. I'm begging you. Things of the spirit are not like the natural. Please let let that be in you. I'm actually begging you. I'm pleading with you. I am pleading with you. Let things of the, understand the place of things of the spirit. Jesus said, give Caesar what is Caesar's. Give God what is God's. We only know how you deserve all the glory and the honor. No, what is God's? You need to know that. You need to know how to engage with God. The Christian walk is not a physical walk. It's a spiritual walk. So if you're empty spiritually, that affects everything. I want you to go to prophetlovey.com. Grab, where are we? February is coming in? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Grab a special seed in honor to God. And go and give it to God prayerfully. Please, 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 I'm begging you. If you will not pray, don't do it. You're wasting your money. 
Go do something else with it. Go do something else with it. Grab a special gift, go before God, and tell the Lord, Lord, as I enter into this month of February, I thank you for the spirit of excellence. Spiritually and physically. Father, as I give this, let this accompany my prayer. That there will be a true shift in my spiritual capacity. To comprehend the things of the spirit. And that I may fulfill your will and your purpose for my life. I want you to go quickly and give to God. And when we come back, I'll give you some prayer points. And then we'll be done until prophetic service. Go and give to God and we'll be back. Hallelujah. Um, hear me by the Spirit of God. I pray that um, you are blessed by this word. Some of you need to watch this again. Amen. And you need to watch this again because... It will put you in a place of being truly enlightened. You see, I was, I was just talking to my son, Israel, here, and I was explaining something to them. This is how you need to work to speak spiritually. Because an example I was giving, when we pray, okay, when you lift your voice and pray to God, Father, in the name of Jesus, <laughs> uh, can you, um, <laughs> I wanted to show you the scripture, but it's in the book of Revelations. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray, Lord, you're going to do this. Father, you're going to do that. Father, you're going to do this. Oh, Lord, when you're praying, the Bible says this, your prayer is presented before God as incense. So when you pray, God sees smoke. Interpret smoke. <laughs> no, I don't think you're understanding what I'm telling you. Why do you think God likes burnt offering? And he says it's rose up like a sweet smelling savor. It is a reflection of what happens spiritually. Being reenacted physically. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because when you pray... God discerns your prayer. And let me not use the word discern. That's a wrong word. God knows what you're saying because of his ability to, to, to savor the scent rising up to him. Whether it be worship, it be praise, it is a, there is a certain aroma you create spiritually. That, those, that scent is words to God. It is his language. It is the language of the spirit. That is why you find that one of, if you look across, like I've gone to, to so many countries in the world. But I recall one time in, 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 um, in Kyoto, in Japan. And I'm always, I always like when I travel, when you're doing the touristy stuff, I'm always trying to see spiritually where people are. I always do that. I want to see like, what did these people know? How are they working in this thing? How did they even get this knowledge? I'm always curious to see where the deception came in, 
where what God gave them was perverted. I'm always looking. Guess what is true across every nation, across every culture, across every nationality, across every continent? All people who practice spirituality burn things. Oh, yeah, they do. You go to the Catholic Church, they're burning frankincense. You go to the Hebrew temple, they're burning frankincense. You go to the Buddhist temple, they're burning something. You go to the Juju person, everybody's burning something. When people want to invoke evil spirits, they burn things. They burn certain kind of, you go and see them in the store, they have some weird, uh, you know, gods on the incense. By burning that, you can invoke a certain spirit. Notice, those spirits are not listening to words. So, when the Bible says, it pleased God to chastise Jesus, it's because there was a certain scent that was coming up every time he was being bruised. It was a sacrifice. Sacrifice brings an aroma to God. So God is watching all these things. He says it pleased him. It pleased him. I have a deep message called Sense and Spirits. You should, you should go check it out. It's crazy. So there are all these things because it's a language of the spirit. Actually, I'm not against burning frankincense in your house. Why? You see, the problem is when, when you have been brainwashed by religious people. Every form of burning something is witchcraft. Nope. In heaven, they burn, they burn incense. Jesus was presented frankincense and man. If you like frankincense and man, do your thing. It's not demonic. That was the old school air freshener. It wasn't just spiritual practice, but that's what it was. You, you know what I'm saying? Me, I'm, not, me, I'm, me, I'm, I'm real. Not saying if I burn frankincense, then my prayer becomes strong. Absolutely not. One of the oldest churches in the world is the Ethiopian Coptic Church, Orthodox Church, 100%. The Bible, the, the oldest manuscript is in Africa and Ethiopia, 100%. Big time incense, people of God. See, the problem is we have westernized Christianity. It's not a western religion. You have made it modern. You can't modernize spirituality. It's already advanced. In fact, it is too advanced that the flesh still can't figure it out. So stop this nonsense of, of you know, of, of, oh, they said this, this is, everything is witchcraft now. I even wonder, you know, this is what is funny to me. You hear a lot of people, I was an ex-witch, I was an ex-this, I don't know. If you are really an ex-wizard, an ex-witch, an ex-this, you should be more actually aware of what you're saying. If you really were a witch, if you really were a wizard or a warlock, there are certain things you shouldn't say because you just know it's nonsense. 
So we know even the witchcraft you thought you were practicing, you're not practicing anything. You're playing child's play. <laughs> you know, I just sit down and I watch. I'm like, ah, they mean well because they are preaching Jesus. But they are not an authority. Majority of 98% of them, not an authority in spiritual matters. They don't know what they're talking about. It doesn't work like that, people. It doesn't work like that. How? How does our blood get purged? Because Satan can smell. He knows, ah, that's so and so. I found them. Oh, this is what they are saying. Yeah, that's how it works. Number one, change your family. What family do you belong to? When God wanted to bless Abraham, he disconnected him from his family completely. Come out of your father's house, come out of your country, come out of your people. God did not want Abraham to see himself like he came from where he came from. You are not them. God did not say don't be in touch with them. God was putting a distinction between Abraham and the people he came from. If I tell you come out of your country, come out of your father's house, come out of your people, it's just like how many come outs am I going to do? If I say come out of your father's house, I'm saying come out of the mindset that was in your father's house. Come out of your people. Come out of the mindset that is among your people. Come out of your country. It means live what your countrymen do. You're not of that nation. You're of another nation. Notice God completely separated Abraham. But when Abraham left, his mind changed. He actually left all those things. Sarah did not. She brought the cultures of her people. I have a maid. Hagar, just Hagar can come in. She will bear a child for me. That's not what God said. She got this solution based on her people. Change your family. Which family do you belong to? Do you belong to the people you keep? You see, some of you want to die on the hill of your family name. Yet Jesus already died on a hill called Golgotha, so you don't have to die. I am not dying for nobody's name. I will die for the name of the Lord because that gives me life. Some of you just want that family name so bad. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. Nope. If my people who are called by what? If my people who are called by what? So whose family do you belong to? That is the question. What is the name that the family of God is called on earth? Is it a truth? You see, you are convicted about salvation. So there is faith. But you're not convicted about being a child or a descendant of Abraham. 
That is why you don't look at, you just say, Father Abraham, the father of faith, Father, but you are not convicted this is your father. I have met Father Abraham. I was, you remember, Mike, we are are live streaming from the house. Father Abraham appeared to me. I don't say Father Abraham as a decoration. I am convicted this guy is my ancestor. Through Christ Jesus. No, I'm completely sold out. And he's called me my son. God has sent me to bless you and to give you the ability to acquire a house for God on earth. For it is not given for everybody to build a house for God. But you have been chosen, you have been chosen to build a house for God on earth. So I've come to release something on you so that you can have the power to acquire it. That was my experience. It doesn't have to be yours, but that's mine. And from that day, listen, I was doing well. After that moment, (laughs) do you think it's just by accident we don't lack anything in this house? I am convicted without a shadow of a doubt. I am convicted without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, convicted. I am 100% convicted. What family do you belong to? That is the first step. Because if everything is purged from you, but you have no inheritance because you have no father, you are still empty. I don't know if it made sense to you. So I am purged by the blood of Jesus. Then Jesus is not the one that Jesus gave the blessing to somebody. (laughs) The only way you get that blessing is you have to be connected to that family. It's that simple. Whose family? People will say, I belong to Jesus. You belong to Jesus because Jesus is God. But Jesus is not really human being. He possessed flesh. But that flesh has no ancestry. Are you getting what I'm saying? And Jesus came to save somebody's family. A man called Abraham. (laughs) The reason why you don't pray the God of my father Abraham is because you don't know this revelation. The God of my father Abraham, Jacob, Isaac. Oh, my Lord and my God, you are not convicted by those words because you don't know this truth. That actually you need that guy. Because everything that you get from God in the physical world is through Abraham. Everything from God spiritually is through Jesus. So you can have Jesus and be poor. Now you guys didn't hear what I said. You can have Jesus and be broke. In fact, the Bible tells you Jesus was poor so that through his poverty you may be rich. So Jesus even took 
poverty from your bloodline so that you can inherit Abraham. But you don't get it. That somebody will say, Jesus, son of Jesse, Jesus would stop. Somebody will say, Jesus, he can ignore you. But when you know the blood and what it says, you know God is bound by covenant to a certain bloodline. He's obligated. There is an obligation. Because that blood won't shut up until God does what he's supposed to do. No, you're not hearing me. So the blood is, 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 is a bond to God. A bond to God. It is a bond to God. That I may even misbehave, but my blood will still save me. Do you know, can I just say something? There is something where I come from, they call it strong blood. There are people who are strong blooded. Strong blooded, right? Meaning that, meaning that their bloodline has spiritual backing. Okay? Such people, you could do any witchcraft to them, it doesn't work. You can bewitch them, it doesn't work. Because they have a strong blood. Meaning their bloodline has a spiritual backing. Now, many times when this was used, especially in ancient times, it means that there were rituals that surrounded them that they were unaffected because they were covered by a superior blood. But then now, as people became believers and things like that, they are believers who you can't bewitch them. They don't contend with demons. I Listen, children of God. Ah, me, I don't contend with Satan. There's just no way. Too much strong blood. The spiritual backing I have from heaven is, if I die, God has called me. No one born of a woman. No demon, no witch, no wizard can take me out. Impossible. Trust me, I know what I'm telling you. The day I did leave this world, God literally called me, said, my son, it's time to go. No one can kill me. Trust me, they've tried. They've tried. It can't work. It's impossible. When I was a boy, they killed me. I came back to life. I didn't die. God brought me back. I can't go. There's too much assignment that is tied to strong blood. Are you getting what I'm saying? But now the question is this. I'm asking you. Whose family do you belong to? See, some people tell you, it's witchcraft, it's a cult. Why are they calling themselves Elias? This, this. I've never asked anyone to call themselves that. I've prophesied to people, like my son Brandon. Him and his wife had a miscarriage, and then I heard about it. I was like, why didn't you guys tell me that this happened? It would have been possible to redeem, but it's okay. It's fine. I am going to give you a son. Listen, I didn't say I will pray for you. I will give you a son. Do me one favor. Make sure he has my name. There's a reason why I did that. Because my kids are not just Andrew. Andrew is my seed by blood and by the spirit. Because his birth was also mysterious. 
But then I have spiritual children. That when they grow up, people look at Andrew, look at them, it will be like, it's, are they the same person? Do they? <laughs> Yet one may be Asian, one may be Hispanic. One, you'll just be like, what? It's, are you understanding what I'm saying? Because there is spiritual impartation that is happening. I said, I will give you a son. Ah, they, they were like, ah, look at this prophet. How could he say that? The boy is born. Where are their videos saying false prophecy? Doesn't exist. Do you see what I'm saying? No one has a video out. No one will go and dig it out. They demonized what I said. The outcome came. The boy is growing very handsome. Are, are you getting what I'm saying? So, 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 your blood heritage is important. Your blood heritage is significant in the spirit. Abraham is really your dad. Because you are grafted into the house of Israel. Tonight, go and write every promise that God gave to Abraham. Be acquainted with your inheritance. You can't receive what you don't know. Go and look at every promise God made to Abraham. Every promise God made to Abraham, it is for you. These were things his descendants will have. I will do this for your descendants. I will do this for your descendants. These were things for his descendants. But you are that descendant you don't know. You can't claim what you don't know. So when you're even asking God to bless you, God doesn't know how to bless you because you already did. He has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. But where is the everything? It's in your family. But you're still claiming the wrong family. Maybe I'm preaching to the people online. Mm -hmm. That is the first thing. That is your inheritance. Know your inheritance. And then, number two, the purging of your conscience. Because it's a new beginning now. You cannot take what is in your family and bring it to Abraham's family. You cannot take what is in your family and bring it to whose family? Uh, talk to me like you, you can hear me. You cannot bring what? Okay, let's do it together. One, two, three. You cannot bring? One more time. One, two, three. 
you can bring baggages to other people's family. You're being adopted in your family, you don't bring your problems. You're in that family to solve problems. So you don't need a prayer of repentance because God has already forgiven you. Every day you say, Father, forgive me if I have sinned. But notice you pray repentance prayer, but patterns don't stop. Because it's no longer you who is messing up. Your ancestors are already messing up through you. (laughs) It's the blood. So the blood needs to be purged. This makes you like a newborn baby that has no ancestors. Because you are plucking out everyone from your DNA. Only good things, everything bad is gone. Let me tell you, when you make this prayer, you will start noticing your life is changing and you can't understand, why am I getting so much favor? Why am I getting so much grace? Why are people coming to give to me? Why am I all of a sudden able to solve problems? What, what is going on? No, because there's something that has changed. Evil spirits that have been hunting you, they will stop. Because they won't find you. I, I don't like this clapping. I know you're writing, but you have to put the pen down, clap, and then continue. <laughs> Simple prayer. I'm going to give you guidelines for it. But you're going to pray it in your own way. My Father in heaven. I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Thank you for the power of revelation. Through your Holy Spirit. I understand, Lord Jesus, you did not just come to give me eternal life. You did not just come to blot out my sin, but you came to purge my conscience through your blood. Father, the blood that is running through me is not even my own. I am contributing to what has been. Lord, today I desire a new beginning. I pray that you purge the blood that runs through me. Remove things that don't glorify you. Things that have stained this family. Patterns that are ongoing. That thing that evil spirits and satanic powers can still track to to this day. Father, through the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, by your spirit, 
purge me. Purge me like you purged the house of Judah. That the mistakes and the errors that were in the house of Judah were erased because of your presence, Jesus. Lord, purge my blood. Shift me into the family of Abraham that I am grafted into. That the blessing you pronounced on him may flow through me, not just spiritually, but physically. That I may be one that will inherit all that you have destined for your children through Abraham on earth. Father, because I am changed, all the promises of Abraham are flowing through me. Father, because I am changed, no demon can find me because I don't have a past outside of Jesus. I don't have a past outside of you. It is in you I move and have my being. Father, in the name of your son Jesus, I yield myself to the covenant that you have with Abraham. Because you are the God of the living, not the God of the dead. My father Abraham stands before you, Lord Jesus. And I am also before you today. Receive me. Receive me. And be glorified through me. If you pray this prayer in faith. In your own words. <laughs> you will see the presence that you will feel yourself. Even allergic things. You notice sicknesses that were in the family. That you yourself were experiencing. You notice it will just go away. Things will just change by themselves. Watch this video again. It will help you. May the Lord Jesus bless you until... Or tomorrow is prophetic service. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be powerful. I can't wait to see you in person. I'm praying for you. May the Lord bless you. And may his word always burn in your heart. And may your eyes continue to be on the Lord Jesus. Be blessed until tomorrow. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us. We trust that what you have received today will change your life forever. Please follow us on social media at Prophet Lovi and Revelation Church LA for updates, events, and teaching. If you are interested in connecting with this teaching, head over to ProfitLovi.com or RevelationChurchLA.org and click on Giving. Revelation Church is located in Simi Valley, California and has prophetic service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. and Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to see you there. Until next time, Shalom.